everybody. Welcome to Real Chills. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Meg. And we're so excited to have this episode for you. What a freaking find, Meg. Oh, it's so fun. Uh, on our podcast, we had Lana Epstein. And uh, she's someone I met doing a show at Punchline. She crushed. It was awesome. And she has a mic in Frenchtown, New Jersey. Definitely check it out. But God, she's just so fun. It was such a good episode. Yeah. And you met her pretty recently, right? So it was something where it was like meant to be. What it, feels <laughs> yeah, like. it was fate. Yeah. She was definitely brought to us right at the, the perfect time. And you know, she's just such good vibes. Like these stories that she told, they're kind of spooky, but they also had like that nostalgic girl sleepover feel where we're just trading spooky stories with our friends. It was like yeah. a very fun time. Yeah. Yeah. Good stories. And then also like secret skill reveal. So we'll just let you <laughs> yeah. tap into that. Cause I'm still blown away. Yes. Yeah. Let's get into it. Listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski. Hey, everybody, welcome to Real Chills. I'm Meg. I'm Alyssa. And we have an awesome guest for you today. Today yeah. we have. Lana Epstein. How you doing, Lana? I am so excited to be here. You said my name right in everything. Yes. I'm pumped. I said it fast. Did you notice I tried to say it fast? Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> You're a pro. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, we're super excited to have you. We met at the Punchline show. Uh, Lana's a comic as well. And uh, you're super into the paranormal too, which is great. So yeah. the question we always ask all of our guests is where do you land on the spectrum of a paranormal fan are you super skeptical or are you like way more willing to believe in all of that stuff I am on the hard end of the spectrum where mm -hmm. I believe it I've yep. lived it it's like <laughs> it's uh -huh. everywhere uh -huh. yeah oh yeah. yeah same same we've had a lot of skeptics so <laughs> I mean, hey, I think that's healthy. Yeah, from across the range, but we love somebody who believes because it's more fun that way. It's so yeah. fun to believe. And we yeah. definitely, I believe <laughs> in everything. So. I have a lot of questions, but I believe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. my mode. Totally. Yeah, but I mean, like ever since I was a little kid, like I was always, I'm the youngest of three. So I was always the one that, would be way too scared at night to sleep in her bed alone. And yeah. I would try to like bribe my sisters to let me sleep on their floor. <laughs> I'm like, come That's on, so please, funny. please. <laughs> did your sisters terrorize you knowing that you were a little of bit of a scaredy cat? Yeah. They did. Mm -hmm. Of course they did. But like being youngest, you don't have that much street cred in the family yet, you know? So yeah. if you hear, <laughs> if you hear a crazy noise or if you see something or whatever, if you have a weird feeling, they totally just disregard everything. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, you're the baby. Like you're, you're making it up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It feels really real. <laughs> it is real. They're just, they don't want to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now that we have yeah. that background, let's get into your story. Yeah, I'm excited. 
So this is a little bit of a controversial topic, but my story is about Ouija boards. Mm. So when I was 19, I'm from a very small town. There's nothing to do. So why not have a seance with your friends in the basement? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. What else are you going to do? So I went over to my friend Leanna's house with my other friend, Kristen. And we had the Ouija board and we were like, okay, step one, do we know anyone that's dead? And we were like, no, <laughs> like, okay, okay. Like we're all single. Maybe we'll talk to some hot ghost dudes, like whatever. <laughs> Valid. And like, at the time we didn't know any of like the proper ways to communicate with the dead. And we really just knew that we wanted to talk and we wanted to get some, I don't know, some answers from somebody. We just wanted something to happen, something exciting. So all three of us, we sit down in Leanna's basement and we're like, okay, is anyone there? And then we put all of our hands on the, I think it's called a planchet, mm -hmm. the rectangle or the triangle thing where it like, you can move it and then it has a little glass um, magnifying glass. So mm -hmm. it goes over certain letters and then it spells out certain words. Right. So we all have our hands on it and we're waiting, we're waiting. And then it starts to move and it goes to the word hello. And we're all like hitting each other. We're like, stop moving it. Stop moving it. Stop moving it. <laughs> like, I'm not moving it. Yes, you are. So we like, we send ourselves, like, okay, okay, okay. Like, we got to ask this thing, like something really good. And then my friend's like, are you actually dead? And we're like, Kristen is not asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> She's not in charge of that. So we were like, okay, how did you, who do you know in the circle? And it said, the girl. And we're like, what the hell? We're all girls. And we're like, okay, maybe that was a bad question. <laughs> so we're like, how did you die? And it typed out C-A-R. Oh. Mm. We're like, okay, this is something. So we asked it, we said, what was the date that you died? And it waited a little while and then it typed out June 6, 2004. And my friend went like oh she like took her hands off no. the board and she was like no 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 mm -hmm. my other friend Kristen and I were oblivious and we're like what and she was like okay I think I know who it is but I'm not gonna put my hands on the board I want to see like if the answers are gonna line up like for you guys so we're like okay we were like why are you communicating with us and it typed down I'm sorry Oh, and geez. my friend just starts crying and we're like why is this thing sorry and she's like just keep talking and we're like okay we're like well why are you sorry and it typed out my mom and my friend just starts crying she was like she couldn't handle it and we're like why is this what's going on so we're like why are you sorry to your mom and then it typed out plug and we were looking at each other and then it typed out, not her fault. And then we were wow. like, okay, well, like, 
Like, why are you contacting us? And then like the board started going around in circles mm. and around in circles and it, we weren't getting a straight answer. And then it just went straight to goodbye. Oh, and we were like, what? And we looked at our friend and we're like, what was that? And her neighbor about in 2004 on that exact date, her neighbor got into a car accident and it was a really bad one. And he was in a coma and it got to a point where they had to decide to keep him on life support or not. And mm. his mom was the one that had to Ooh. pull the plug. Uh. And my friend Kristen and I, we had no idea what any of that was. We'd never talked about it with her. She yeah. had never mentioned anything about that. But once we opened that, we were like, oh my gosh, we need to like keep talking to him. So we tried <laughs> to like call him back. Mm-hmm. We didn't know the right way to like totally end something. So it was almost as if we had opened a spiritual door to another, you know, portal. Mm-hmm. But instead of being really intentional and just inviting this one specific person, it oh. was kind of like if you opened up your door for a party and you were like, yeah, whoever wants to come uh, in, like, come in, like, we're cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right? Like, oh, oh gosh. Boy. So, so we start, the board starts moving again. And then Leanna gets back on the board. So it's all three of us. And we're talking and we're like, okay, like, is it you? Is it Brad? That was his name. And then it said, yes. And we're like, oh, we got him again. Like, cool, this is awesome. And we're like, can you give us a sign that you're here? And then it types out, look. We're all looking at each other. Like, look at what? What is is he talking about? What does he want us to look at? And then it types out, look harder, bitches. And as soon as it's (laughs) done writing that, there was this, the Ouija board was like, we had it just like up against a wall. The Ouija board like slammed on the ground, just slammed on the ground. We all looked at each other and the light bulb above us went out and we all screamed and ran up the stairs. But it was, ooh, it was that creepy, eerie feeling where as soon as like, after it typed out, look harder, bitches, it's like that one like beat of just silence where everyone's kind of holding their breath to be like, like maybe it was nothing. And then it just happened so fast. We all were like, ah! <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that was, I think that was the last time I ever used a Ouija board mm. and I've never been to Leanna's house since. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <girl. laughs> wow. Yeah. That's wild. Oh my God. Yeah, it was intense. I have so many questions. Do you want to start, Meg? I have only one other question. Didn't you also have a story about seeing a figure by a graveyard? Because I also want to hear that one. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Because that one was kind of shorter, I think, if I recall from our conversation. But yeah. Tell me the story. I want to hear it. Okay. So this was probably about 10 years ago. And I was driving home from going out to dinner with this guy that I liked at the time. And we're in the middle of this really like heated conversation. Like we both were just very into like whatever we were saying. And we hadn't been drinking. We hadn't been smoking completely sober. We're driving. And all of a sudden on the side of the road, we see this woman 
Mm. And she is this like tall woman with a like a low bun. She's wearing a white shirt with a little shawl and a high-waisted skirt. And she's holding a lantern. Wow. And she's on the side of the road. It was, it was in November. It was cold. So if anybody was out there, like they would be bundled up, you know, mm-hmm. November at night in New Jersey. But she was just out there with a lantern. And we both at the same time said, what the fuck? <laughs> and she uh-huh. was on my side. So I look out the window and I see, I, oh my gosh, I can still see it. And the lantern is right by her face. And I can see the details in her face. And she is wearing these like thin metal spectacles, Mm -hmm. (laughs) these little glasses. And they like curl like around her ears. And, and then we just kept driving and we looked in the rear view mirror. Nothing was there. Gone. No, nothing. Uh, and I was like, so scary. Oh my gosh. And I was like, we gotta go back. He's like, no, we're not going back. I was like, come on. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not going back there. That was crazy. Some psychopaths on the side of the road. Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so the next day, and I, when I see things like this, I become obsessed with mm-hmm. it. I can't just be like, I guess I'll go to bed. I was like, oh no, I'm going back there. Yeah. So I dragged my friend Amanda back there the next day. And I'm talking about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Amanda, like you gotta get pumped. We're gonna see this ghost again. She's like, why are you bringing me here? You said we're going to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> that is such a Northeastern PA conversation. Yep, you said yep. we were going to Dunkin'. But really we're <laughs> looking what, Amanda, for a ghost. I lied. Yeah. So <laughs> we can still go to Dunkin'. Yeah. <laughs> so she was like, what does she look like? Like, how do we even know? Like if we're gonna like see her, I'm like, oh my God, Amanda. Like she's middle-aged, she had brown hair, like I was just describing her. And on the way to where I had seen the spirit, I see a church and then I see a graveyard. And I was like, oh, the graveyard. And she was like, no, no, no. And I was like, then you're staying in the car by yourself, Amanda. So she came with me. <laughs> I'm looking at all of these graves, trying to find some kind of clue, some kind of like anything. Mm-hmm. and. All of a sudden, I come to this one grave and it says Elizabeth Johnson, aged 51 years old, born, I I forget like when she was born, died November 17th, like 1804 or something. And the night that I had seen her was November 18th. Oh, Oh, man. Oh, so, <laughs> so scary. Sorry. I know. And a year later, I, I went back trying to be like, okay, like, let's see. And I ne- never saw her again. Wow. But there have been times where I've gone down that road and I've just been looking for her and I've been wondering, like, why? Like, what was she looking for? Mm-hmm. She had a lantern. Like, I, to this day, I don't know. Mm. Can't make that magic happen twice. I know, right? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you want it too badly. And she's just yeah. like, well, now I don't want to. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, man. I love both of those stories so much. They're almost like nostalgic. Like, I don't know if it's because I'm from the East Coast, too. And we have it feels like the classic like ghost story that your friends tell, like the Ouija board experience or seeing like a ghost standing outside. Like my yeah. brothers would tell stories like that to us all the time. <laughs> 
but they're classic for a reason because enough people have different like similar enough experiences that you're just like wow that's wild like it also like wanting to use the Ouija board to find a hot ghost is like totally like my personality (laughs) like like, I would do that now yeah yeah like before you're allowed to drink you're just calling up like we'll figure it out. It's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. This is before chat roulette. We're like, yeah. well, what else are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so funny. I like the thought of do we know anyone who's dead? Because I've had that same thought at times that I've been presented the opportunities to like, I don't know, like contact a spirit or whatever. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know who I'd talk to. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's grandparents and stuff, but I don't I've never had a super close relationship with somebody who's passed. Yeah. So I, even if my grandma did come through, she would be like, lose the baby weight. Like, Whatever. Okay. Cool. Okay. You're still a bitch. So that's great. Awesome. Guess she's a demon now. That's news. <laughs> she's a demon. Yeah. yeah. That was probably her on the Ouija board. Yeah. <laughs> How many times was this all? Did you only have one night where you used the Ouija board or were you like a couple different times? You're like, let's get out the Ouija board and like mess around. I've used it a couple of times. Yeah. So like in the time with the first Ouija board encounter, was that the same day that that happened? Or was that just another day where the look harder bitches happened? Oh, that was the same day. That was like the same session. Interesting. How Mm. fast was it moving? Was it like pretty like speedy or was it like slower? It was, it was moved. Like we, like our hands were just moving. It it almost had a rhythm to it. Like it, mm-hmm. it was just going and we didn't, like it took a while for us to kind of like spell out what it was doing just because it was like going to one letter and another letter and another letter. And then we're like, what is that? Okay. That's like one word. Okay. Like, huh? yeah. And like, one of us, like, I would get lost sometimes and I'm like, oh, this like isn't working. And then they were like harder. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. You guys are getting that. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. Did you ever tell, this is like awkward, but did you ever tell your neighbor about like, like about her son contacting like that? I feel like that's like a lot of emotional baggage that that ghost just put on you to have to deliver. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, it was actually my friend's neighbor and I don't know if she ever talked to them. I don't know like how, cause it was like a very traumatic yeah. thing. Yeah. I think they would probably good. want to know or something, but I, I don't know. We never talked about it really after that. Interesting. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I can't imagine trying to have that conversation with like a friend or neighbor's mom. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are times when there'll be periods of time where I feel like I'm very dialed in and I'll receive messages and Whoa. it really depends on the type of person because there have been times where I've just like blurted something out and that person just like wasn't cool with it and wasn't open and like was totally just like not receptive. Yeah. But then there were other times where I'm like, do you know anything about red glasses that had to do with your mom? And then they're like, Oh my God. How did you know that? Please. So, like, yeah. so you're also psychic. You're just humble bragging that you're, also <laughs> yeah, you're sneaking it's in there. Nice. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody kind of is, but 
I just, as a, as a kid, like I said, I was always like feeling things and stuff was always happening, but I was scared. So I didn't really know how to channel it, but the older I got, the more comfortable I am. And the more, like I kind of use a filter with it. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can you describe the filter just out of curiosity or like what your process is? Yes. Yeah. I just want to know what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, and it's like, it's like when you get a gut feeling, you Mm -hmm. know, like when you kind of like know something without really having any kind of logical information. So sometimes if I'm meeting somebody, I'll get kind of like a gut feeling. And sometimes there'll be like, like a picture that goes into my head, almost like a memory or something. And I'll just get like a really strong vibe. So instead of like having a strong vibe about like a personality trait, like, oh, I feel like this person's like, totally extroverted or like, oh, I feel like this person like is super, I don't know, like into books or whatever. I'll get a feeling where I'm like, I feel like her relationship with her dad has been a really rocky one and I don't (laughs) see him in the picture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Great party trick. I was going to say, if you were a shitty dude, that would be like the perfect skill. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Gosh, thank God. God. Yeah. Thank God you have that skill. Powers for good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So one of the things like in spiritual practice and things that like I've been like casually, but like actively researching and things like that is when you feel like one way you can know or like be more in tune if something's contacting you is like persistent coincidences or persistent moments. And have you ever had any of those instances where like things is it more like it, you just feel it more intensely or like, you're just like, this just kind of goes, it hits the right spot where you're like, okay, I'm going to like say something. Or is it something where like, you just keep receiving or tapping into messages and then you're like, okay, now I have to say something. This is like the fourth time. I feel like it's a combination of a lot of things. Sometimes certain animals will keep showing up mm-hmm. and, and then I'll look in my hippy dippy spiritual books of like, what does a fox represent? And a lot of the time it's pretty spot on whenever I'll see certain animals that carry certain messages. And mm-hmm. I'll, so I'll be like getting that. And I'm like, okay, I'm seeing this. I'm aware of this. What does it mean? And then a situation will play out where I'm like, maybe this mm-hmm. is connected to that. And then I'll kind of like investigate or I'll kind of feel it out and be like, Hey, whatever the animal represents, like, is this, does this like match with what's going on? Yeah. And most of the time it's like pretty spot on, but there have definitely been times where they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Read that wrong. Really wrong. Great. But it can be confusing because sometimes it's like, is this message for me or is this message for this person? Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? So yeah, trial yeah. and error, I guess. Interesting. I feel like that's a lot of pressure too, to be like, to be like, I think this is for somebody else, but you're just like, I don't know. Like we haven't texted in a while. Like we're all yeah. busy. Like, yeah. And it's like something I've had to work on too, where I'm like, sometimes I have to ask myself, I'm like, is this your responsibility mm-hmm. to tell this person this thing? Yeah. Is this the right time for them? is this the right way for them to receive this? You know? And sometimes if somebody approaches me and kind of opens the door and they are talking about it and they're available, 
then I'm like, okay, this is right. But pretty rarely now do I ever just like randomly approach people with like stuff. I mean, I'll get it. Like sometimes I'll just get it. The other day I was getting a massage from this lady and I, oh my God. And I'm like supposed to be relaxed and all of that. And I guess just because, I mean, it's a pretty intimate thing. This is a person where you just have to fully surrender Mm. and relax. And they're like touching your body. But I kept getting this really strong like a vibe of a daughter and that she was upset and it was over like something stupid but it was kind of like this like thing that was like lingering like it was still Mm. kind of the aftermath of that and I wanted so badly to be like hey whatever went on with her like you guys are fine just Mm -hmm. like clear the air but I was like no (laughs) this is not not I will suffer through this massage yeah Yeah. oh for me (laughs) What's interesting to me is I hear a lot of stuff about psychics where they can like pass on messages from loved ones. So like a loved one will give put like a picture in your head or something. But it sounds yeah. like you sense like more so you sense conflict. And I don't know like how like what I like I know some people who are like in tune have like guides and maybe that's what's like doing that for you. But it's just, it's just it's a different form of like. I guess like a psychic ability than what I'm used to hearing, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's also not always like conflict. It's not always like something that's like, Hey, you guys need to make up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and also I like the part about psychic stuff where it, it's funny. Cause Meg and I are usually like same side of the table, but opposite sides. So like, uh-huh. I like the part of the psychic stuff where it's like, it's not that I don't care about like people from the other side pass it, like talking to you. I like the idea of being psychic in the moment and tapping into like living human energy now. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like yeah. there might be a mix of that going on, which is, cool. I want to know what every dead person ever has to say to me. So yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I, any psychics that bump into me, if you listen to the podcast and some dead person, even if I'm not related to them, just wants to tell me they like my shirt, please. I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, right? You look great in blue. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I needed. Thank you, old colonial ghost that haunts my kitchen. I appreciate that from you. <laughs> Do you ever get vibes about places or is it mostly just people and interactions? Totally, totally, totally. Um, oh my gosh. Yes. There, I was actually expecting to get some kind of feeling in the apartment that I live in now because it's a very old building and the downstairs used to be a funeral parlor. Oh, Oh. so I was like, Oh my gosh, what is going to be in store for me? Like nothing. It's like a very like clean, like, yeah, nothing. But there have been places, my dad, he owns the house next door to his house and he rents it out to people. And there was one summer where the tenants moved out and we had to get it ready for the next people that were uh, moving in. So for some reason I was in the basement, I had to get something in there. And as soon as I went in and it wasn't like a scary basement because it had the, um, like the tornado doors. I don't, Mm -hmm. is that like the correct term? It like the ones that go to the outside that are like, yeah, yeah. The wizard of Oz doors. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They were open and it was in the summer. So like there was plenty of light. It didn't feel scary. But as soon as I went in there, I just kind of, started getting this feeling of, and I, this is like a conflict thing, 
but I started getting this feeling that there were two little girls that would like mess around in there and that their mom would like yell at them and that there was a dog and there was Hmm. always like a lot of tension and there was always a lot of just like uneasiness and I was so uncomfortable and I don't necessarily think it was like people that had once lived there and now and they died there I think it was kind of like residual energy just kind of like left over like almost like an energetic fingerprint that was just kind of like now you're gonna stay (laughs) but I asked my dad about it and I was like hey were there like two little girls that lived in that house and it was a single mom and he's like oh yeah that was so and so and whatever and I was like, was she mean? And he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I'm scared, but I also really want you to come to my hometown house. I'm from the Poconos, and our house is over 200 years old. <gasps> and my mom hasn't changed, like, a lot of the stuff. So it's all, like, the same, like, wood floors and, like, the structure is all the same. So... I would because we get creepy vibes. Everyone in the family gets creepy vibes. So I would love to know like what you think. About oh my it. gosh. But we're recording. So we're recording this episode now before the episodes are released. But we did an episode with Meg's twin brothers mm-hmm. and just different stories about the house. But in the first episode of this podcast, just for our listeners' context, Meg tells a story. I think you told it in the first episode about how your mom found a sword. Yeah, she found just well, well, it's like a tiny one, but it's still a sword. Yeah. Um she was sword. (laughs) She was gardening and I tried to go on like I literally follow Reddit swords that page to try to figure it out. And they were like, they're like, I can't they couldn't really place it. They were like almost like this might have been like crudely made by like a farmer or something. Like this doesn't look like an official. Yeah. So is she garden with it now? (laughs) <laughs> no it just oh. sits on like above the fireplace and uh, we just show guests for fun and they everyone's wow. like so amazed by it but yeah, I think so the other part wild. is that the house has been in your family for a couple generations is the other mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that's the other thing I always forget too so it's not just that your mom hasn't changed anything it's that she hasn't changed anything since it's been in your family in some ways yeah so yeah that's interesting yeah, for a long time Oh yeah. my gosh. I would love, cause our mom, we had a strict no Ouija board rule in our house. Cause she's like, don't mess with them. Leave them yeah. alone. <laughs> like, yeah. It's already well, creepy. After doing a little bit of research, it's, it's a tool like crystals, mm-hmm. like sage, it's a tool. And mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're doing with it, and if you're unintentional about it, it's going to show up that way. But if you really are intentional and you set clear boundaries on who you want to bring in and who you don't allow, it's, it's fine. Right. You know, as, as long as you follow the Ouija board rules, <laughs> yeah. you're good. I think one of the challenges with the Ouija board too, is that it's something that is a tool that is often used with multiple people. And so you really can't control oh, yeah. or predict like people's responses or their actions that they're going to have the same level of like concern about holding the circle or setting mm-hmm. an intention because yeah. one thing I think of with Ouija boards are I think of pendulums like for divination where yeah. like people who use pendulums just for context for anyone listening who doesn't know like um there's a couple of schools of thought about it but one of them is that your muscles do micro movements which like mm-hmm. guide the pendulum so you're tapping into your intuition or whatever 
place like that information comes from. So there's like a, a scientific quote unquote, like side that like explains how it works and where it comes from. And so with Ouija boards, it's just like magnifying that skill, like those micro movements or like the energy. So it's just a lot more bang. <laughs> it's more potent and yeah. like faster than if you were like having a moment where just you were engaging with the board or a pendulum or whatever that might be. Totally. So interesting. Oh my gosh. Especially when you're teenagers and you're just like, <laughs> we got all this pent up, like <laughs> teenage angst, sexual tension, like all this mm-hmm. stuff, just like all this energy is like not enough places to go. Yeah, totally. Also, we like, we weren't drinking or smoking or anything. It's like, what else are you going to do? Yeah, on Friday night? <laughs> yeah I feel that. <laughs> yeah, for like, sure. We already got pizza. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> well, these were incredible stories. Also just the low key. Oh, and I'm psychic. Was By the excellent. way. <laughs> that was an excellent <laughs> thing to learn. That's uh-huh. so interesting. Yeah. I love the, I love the story and I love it when, I love the story of the neighbor because it is one of those things where it's not someone close to you where like it's so far removed that you're just like, this feels like it has to be coming from some other place, not just like what that person wants to hear. Like she's just like, I didn't even think about that person, you know? Yeah. And most of the time when I do like receive any kind of, uh, I don't know, information, it's usually never with somebody like my mom or my sisters, like it's, Mm. um, it's always like a step back where I'm not like totally involved in the picture, but like, I'm kind of on the outskirts around it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Let me ask you guys something. Whatever happened to predictability There must be some magic clues inside these gentle walls. Sometimes you get a feeling like you need some kind of change. I don't get any of those references. But each week on Talking Sit, Silas P. and a guest do a deep dive and raise up the sitcoms that raised us. Did Mr. Belvedere really sit on his balls? Why do people call him Uncle Joey when he wasn't related to the Tanners? And does anyone else remember Head of the Class? Find out each week on Talking Sit with Silas P. Well, I am excited to share the story that I thought of after, (laughs) like, knowing what you were going to talk about. So thank you so much for sharing those. Yeah. Awesome. They were so good. Yeah. Yeah. Those were really good. And so different. Like, the... The driving, I'll just say this, like I told Meg this story once because there's no like way to explain it. And there's no way to like explain that it wasn't just a regular person, but I was driving through like the backwoods, like near my house. And I saw an inexplicable figure by the Creek and there's not really a good guardrail, like, like uh, by the road, but by the road that goes by the Creek. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like, there's not like a sidewalk. Like, yes, it is a way that you can walk back to the neighborhoods. Like and like the only way I can describe him is when in Home Alone one in Home Alone, <laughs> the scary guy, like he it was kind of like that vibe. Um, yeah. And but I just kind of have that feeling. So when you have a story that's like more like intense like that, it makes me feel like I'm excited to hear that story because mine could just be 
literally a person maybe coming home drunk, like not driving mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. like in the early 2000s, you know, but yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah. I, have a, I have a similar story like that, too, not to like cut you off before no, you make this episode really long. No, let's do it. We uh, where we live was like there were like a lot of wars and like just battles or whatever but uh we would always have to go pick up my brother he worked at this golf resort and it was night it was very dark and we were driving around these windy mountains and right like at the corner of where we were gonna turn we saw a man and he was in like a gray jacket and he looked like a an army guy Mm. and like we freaked the fuck out and then it was kind of the same thing we didn't see him as good as like what you're saying um lana like it was like a a glimpse and then when we turned around to look at him he was just gone but but i swear he was wearing like the classic like gray Mm. jacket that goes down to like your knees and like we for it was me and my sister picking because we would never go alone and we always be my mom would be like why are you bringing her and i would always be like because if i die i'm bringing her with me (laughs) like that's like like, i think all of our mottos after living in so many haunted places it's like obviously we want to die together yeah so we both freaked the hell out and then we told our brother it was bobby we were picking bobby up and he was like no way and of course he didn't believe us but yeah anyway it's such a small story i've never told it and i don't we didn't go back like we passed it and it was gone but yeah kind of similar vibes were like it was he was not of this era like did not look like he belonged there yeah so i feel like when you see something like that something physically happens to your body like telling you that like this is not just like a Mm -hmm. person because you Mm -hmm. see people on the street and you're not like oh my god there's a person like when you see something like that, you have a reaction, like your stomach jolts, like your yeah. heart starts racing, the hair mm-hmm. on your arms and on your neck stand up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's your body telling you something. Yeah. And he just didn't seem with it. Like he wasn't or interacting with the world. Like, yeah, you know what I, he just seemed to be like fumbling around. It was weird. <sighs> Don't like it. Okay. Well, I want to set the scene for you for this story because I think it'll just put us in the mood. So just bear with me. We're going to try something (laughs) a little different, but I want to talk about this case that happened in Scotland in 2016. So not that long ago at all. Imagine it's high summer, early August, and the night air is crisp and balmy, I guess. I don't know what the weather in this particular part of Scotland is like. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But you have to imagine it's the height of the summer season and it's as warm as it's going to get, right? You hear the insects buzzing outside of your open office window. It's dark. You're a police emergency dispatcher. And even though you've been trained to remain calm and collected, your entire workday sets your teeth a bit on edge because you're relied on to be there to receive the calls for people when they are in some of their worst moments in their life. Mm -hmm. It's quiet. You take a sip of your lukewarm coffee. You wait. You're tired. Night shift is not easy, especially in this line of work. All of a sudden, the phone rings. It jolts you out. It's a gentle bleep bleep, and it signals that you're needed. You hold your breath as you press onto the button of your headset. The voice on the other side calls, please send help to my house. Clothes are everywhere. My house is upside down. I live in Rutherland, South Lancashire. My daughter and I need help. A woman's voice on the other end pleads, I don't know what's going on. 
You do your best to gather all the information and keep her calm. She's clearly in crisis, but this is a weird one. You're going to make sure to follow up with the details. Your shift drags. Your mind is thinking about that call from the woman. Something was in her house and she wasn't sure what. The sun is starting to rise and you log off, clock out and collect your things. You take the long way out of the building and pass by the officer's desk to see if they have any news. The officer clerking the front desk looks at you quizzically when he hears your request for updates on that residence. No report was filed. Mm. They lean in closer than you want and in hushed tones, they say, officers on the scene guided them to others for help. I, I think they're Catholic. Maybe they called a priest. I hope things will work out for them. You turn towards the door. As you put your hands on the handle to push, the clerk adds cryptically, apparently even the dog was flying. That's right, y'all. We're talking poltergeist. Whoa. Wait, I'm so what excited. an intro. I'm so excited to bring you this story. As you're saying this, this light keeps like flickering. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. You're going to like, you're going to see that it gets darker on this side. Nice, oh nice, nice. Oh, geez. <laughs> Crazy. Well, if it helps at all, I was just setting the mood with that, trying to imagine myself in this position because in this article that we're going to refer to, there's not actually that many details, but the story is pretty wild. An article from the Daily Record by Jane Hamilton titled Poltergeist Baffles Hardened Police Scotland Officers as they witness paranormal activity, including levitating dog, had me hooked <laughs> by the title. Oh my God. Levitating dog. I like had heard about this and kind of forgot. And then when we were talking about what kind of story we'd cover, one of the things about Ouija boards is there is an element, right? Like there's a couple kinds of people who use Ouija boards. It's like people in crisis who want to contact like loved ones from the other side or teenagers, right? And mm-hmm. the other thing I think of with teenagers that's paranormal is poltergeists, mm-hmm. right? You always hear these stories about how mm-hmm. like teenagers are believed to be some kind of like vector to like harness that energy or like tap into it. Maybe they're causing it. Maybe it's being caused, but they're the conduit. It's hard to say, right? But this article from Scotland, the byline says, all caps, perplexed. Officers on a call to a disturbance saw lights going off, clothes flying around the room, and a dog, which was playing in the garden, suddenly perched on top of a seven-foot hedge. Yeah, we're going to get into some of the details, but first I want to ask you, what kind of dog do you think it was? I'm picturing a Westie, like a terrier of some kind. That's exactly, I guess, because Scotland. Yeah, maybe. That's like a small dog, right? Is what you're thinking? Yeah, teeny. One that like couldn't jump seven feet in the air. Right. Right. Yeah. It was a chihuahua. Oh. So you're very close, right? Like a chihuahua like conceivable i would be very surprised if like a rottweiler Mm -hmm. was like seven feet up in the air but you're like okay a big dog maybe could jump how's that light going it's yeah i started noticing do you notice it Mm -hmm. i didn't but i noticed you noticing it so i was figured we check in no no i just wanted to check in with you and make sure it's (laughs) it's dim but i know it's gonna get brighter We have one of those lights at our house, but it's honestly the electricity in our house. So maybe that? I hope. But there's a light here too, and it's not doing anything. Whatever, it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. I live alone, it's fine. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no is right. It's fine. (laughs) Above you live alone above a funeral home. Is that what I'm hearing? It used to be a funeral parlor. You're brave. There's no amount. No. 
like I said, there's actually not a ton of details about this article, especially about the family. It does consist of a family unit with a mother and a teenage daughter who experienced this phenomenon. Um, but out of respect for them, they didn't include the names in the article, which I think is really helpful. Mm-hmm. The most compelling part of the case is that there were police authorities there to bear witness to some of the most strange paranormal activities, which included lights turning on and off, mm-hmm. items like lampshades being turned upside down when re-entering a room. So they leave, they come back and things would be askew or just different than it was before. Doors opening and closing. Items, including laundry, flying around on their own as if they were being thrown. And the dog, as we mentioned, out of nowhere, appearing seven feet up in the air on a hedge. The family who called the police for this, they actually endured a lot of experiences like these for two whole days. So day one, they're like, what is happening? Day two, they're like, we have to call someone in. The police reported that they could only give guidance and were unsure what to do because there wasn't actually a crime committed. Mm -hmm. Uh, It even went high up in the chain of command, but the only thing they could do is advise them to talk to a priest. (laughs) Uh, But the good news is no one was physically harmed, but I do feel like if you go through that experience, you're going to have some kind of like mental and emotional self-care and repair type stuff you're going to need to do because that's pretty intense. Mm -hmm. So I had a question for you all. Why do you think teenagers might be plagued with poltergeists? <laughs> I think because teenagers are feeling such intense emotions at all times. And I think when you're feeling either like a ton of angst or a ton of anger or a ton of whatever, a super strong feeling, mm-hmm. that attracts certain things, right? Because mm-hmm. in order for spirits to either communicate with you or to like kind of show that they're here they need it's almost like getting a charge or something like if you plug in your phone or whatever so if you're around a highly charged person you get that charge so if Mm -hmm. they're extremely angry or whatever then it's almost like what you put out there you can kind of get back so Mm. if they're doing that then whoever else is pissed off is like around you then they're kind of like, yeah, fuck that. Fuck yeah. you too. <laughs> that definitely happens to just me in general. If someone else is feeling something, I definitely like copy it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah. yeah. I also wonder if it's something to do with like brain development, right? Because there, it's a time where your brain is like more developed, but it's still not fully matured. And so there's a lot of like, uh, I don't know, neural pathways and things that aren't like locked in yet. So your brain's like, do we get to tap into the 90% that we're not regularly using? <laughs> you know, like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I would just wonder, uh, with no scientific background for that, it's just literally a question I have. <laughs> yeah. And with girls too, they, you know, they often say that the, the earlier changes and rapid swings with hormones can also be a factor to like basically supercharge mm-hmm. what we were, what you were saying, Lana, about like mood or emotions and things like that. So it's just interesting. So there's a question. This is kind of derailing from what you're saying, Alyssa. No, please. But, um, there's a question we asked Ben on the second episode, which is like, if you could have the answer to any 
question that is unsolved, what would it be? And at first I like, I, after the shiver we just did that hasn't come out yet, but after the shiver and then this story, I think I would change my answer. I would want to see every unreported paranormal police story that should have been reported, <laughs> but they didn't because they didn't know how to explain it. That's yeah. what I want to see because it sounds like the second they can't explain it, they don't write it up. Interesting. Yeah. With that one that I listened to where he's like thinking about what he would want to ask. I literally, I was cutting my friggin' zucchini and I literally was like, <laughs> I wonder what happened to Amelia Earhart. And then I kept cutting and he was like, I guess I'd wonder. He's like, what did happen to Amelia Earhart? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. Like, Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I love that. <laughs> I love that there's a paranormal ish like thing that happened with our podcast. It's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty oh sweet. my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, what by the time this episode comes out, people could have heard this already, but we talk about an episode, The Rain Man of Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. And that whole case wasn't reported in the traditional way by the police because they're like, we can't describe what's going on in this situation. Short version is this guy, there's no short version. It's a really long story, but one of the features was this guy, water would just seep into whatever building he was in for this short period of time while he may or may not have been in distress, like after mm -hmm. somebody in his family that he had a rightfully bad history with passed away. But here's just another case of the police are like, we can't really report it because like nothing, nothing bad happened crime wise. Right. Nothing illegal has taken place. Yeah. yeah. In the shiver, they couldn't explain anything. So the police chief was like, don't write a, a report. Do not come back and don't tell anyone what you saw. Basically. Oh and I was like, how many of those are out there? I oh need to know. Unsolved mysteries like 10 years later. So yeah. And all those cops Nobody are keeps on, a secret. on yeah. TV. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I did want to just mention that this case uh, you know, there's no like real resolution to this, but there was uh, a professional who weighed in and had their own other article. His name is Jason Love. And the article that he was in uh, was by Emma O'Neill. And it's titled, Rutherglen Poltergeist Could Be Caused by Teenage Energy, says Scotland's Only Official Demonologist. Uh, that's perfect. How do you get that job? That's what I asked too. The, a couple of his impressive credentials are, which he has a great name, Jason Love. Like what a classic yeah. name for Ugh. a demonologist. <laughs> but he's been working in the field for over 26 years. And at the time that this was published, he had worked over 847 cases, many of them international in like the US, across Europe. But he basically just points out to a couple things. Like some of the things that could have happened is, uh, of course, like one of the options is always like, it could have been a prank. It doesn't seem like that was the case, but that is you know, until they can rule it out fully. That's what would, could still be on the table. They could say that it was almost like a, a group hysteria. So if one parent mm -hmm. or one person has feelings and they project it onto the other, it kind of like builds and echoes. That could be a possible result, right? There was something kind of weird happening, but then it's getting stronger because of this like duplicated energy. Um, another option is that it could be residual energy. So the ghosts are connected to, or whatever it is, are connected to the house or land. 
And then the last one that he thought is it could be human based again, poltergeist. It could be one person that their energy is being fed off by something. And it, it could be either as a result, like, so it could be from, or it could uh, not be from some kind of like physical, mental, sexual, or emotional abuse that Mm. creates like a deep well for the poltergeist energy to draw from. Sheesh. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just interesting that he laid claims like that, you know, he had some specific theories and thought this case was interesting because there were authorities there that could contribute like firsthand accounts, even if they weren't in official police reports. Mm -hmm. The way that he goes about it is he's not a priest, but he doesn't unlicensed uh, exorcism light is what he does is the best diet nice. exorcism. <laughs> um, that's like more intentional setting. Like mm-hmm. uh, he does invoke some of the Catholic saints um, and banish them, but it is, you know, it's just something that he has developed over all of his experience and he doesn't charge for his services. It basically says. So I think that's super interesting. And I definitely want to see if we can get him on the podcast because I'd love to hear more about his process and the experiences. That would be so dope. Man, I when I did hear demonologist, I was like, what does he write for his taxes? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but apparently it's volunteer work. Yeah. I mean, he could be an academic, maybe. Mm-hmm. True. Or like, I don't know how the church system is run, but like he could be scholarly and have some kind of like role in that way, like a lecture, like he might be like a lecturer and he doesn't charge families and individuals for his like services, but maybe he does have other ways to make income, I'm sure. Yeah. So cool. Scotland's only demonologist. I think that's so interesting. I want to know his thoughts on Nessie. Does he, Uh, is that his thing or is it not his, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Tell me this, if you Mm. could be Scotland's only one thing, what would it be? This is the dumbest answer. But I was like, "What if I was like the only hot chick in Scotland?" (laughs) Like, I know you wanted it to be something professional and cool, like psychic or demonologist. But I would love—I don't know—just to be like, "What's up?" I like that you're not like the hottest chick. You're just like the only hot chick in all of Scotland. I am assuming there are no other women in this scenario. <laughs> Meg, I think you need to go to Scotland and you'll find out you are the only hot girl there. No, I, that's like a really superficial, that's like dumb. I don't know. I, but it might be your heart's desire. It would be, I think I would just like the attention for like a week and then I'd be like, all right, let's ship some more women into Scotland. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> um but I, I don't know. I would, I would love to be like a psychic or like, I think it'd be cool to be one that like helps people, yeah. you know, that like if they're stuck with something that I want to be stuck with to be the number one person that gets rid of that stuff would be cool. Yeah. Knock Jason love <laughs> down a peg or two. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. <laughs> what about you, Lana? You could be Scotland's only one thing. Oh my gosh. Um, talk show host. Oh, nice. nice. I love that. I love You're the that. Oprah of Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. Scotland's Oprah. They've been mm-hmm. looking for one. So I love that. Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. 
Mine's <laughs> not far off. Mine would be to be Scotland's only Asian American multi-million dollar comedian. That'd be great. Damn. Yeah. That All was- right. Now my being hot feels less good after hearing yours, <laughs> but I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> I mean, the other one would be, if it has to be something a little bit more like reined in, I guess it would be um, to be Scotland's only person with hard evidence of the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, wow. Damn. Both of yours are very fun. I want you to have both of them. I want you to be <laughs> You will. You will. Yeah. I mean, there's time for sure. Yeah. Guys, what are we doing here? Let's get our asses over <laughs> We there. all need to move yeah, to Scotland. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Meg, you have to that. I have to have a That's show. Awesome. And you, my friend, you need to get to work on Nessie. Yeah. yeah. And making that money. And also. making yeah. that money by being yeah. funny. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm okay with just making that money any way it comes. And then also doing comedy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to have multi-millions. That's all. So yeah. Agreed. Nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening to, thanks for indulging my like love of talking about poltergeists in this case. Like I couldn't like get out bigger than this case because it was so interesting to me. Hell yeah. Heck yeah it was awesome. Poor Chihuahua. Hopefully oh. he's okay now. <clears throat> I, I mean, I fly. hope so. it said nobody was injured. It didn't specify humans. Okay, so he's fine. <laughs> Sweet. Do you guys want to play a game now? Game time. Yeah, game totally. time. Okay, so this is a new game. Hopefully it goes well because the last time I did a new game, it did not go well. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm excited. Um, this is the Ouija game, Two Truths and a Lie, Ouija board game review edition. <laughs> yeah, let's so, do it. I was looking up Ouija boards and everything, and I noticed a lot of one-star reviews, and they were absurd. <laughs> so what I did was I took two that are real and one that is fake oh that God. I wrote, and you're going to have to decide which one is the one that I wrote. Okay. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> okay, you want right. to read them each, and then we'll say if we think it's true or false, and then at the end, you'll tell us? Yeah, let's do it that way. Okay. I'll write your names here, and I'll keep track. And I have a tiebreaker, too. Okay, nice. Are you guys ready? Yeah. I'm so ready. Okay, number one, and it's titled, My Son Won't Stop Puking. (laughs) Okay. I recently bought this for my eight-year-old son as a gag gift. Worst mistake of my life. I've never believed in the paranormal, so I decided it would be a wholesome gift. Never again. Lately, my son has been acting strange. I've invited countless priests into my home, but the condition has enlightened. Recently, Jeffrey has been getting very sick. I think this is related to my purchase. I've been very scared in my own home since I've seen my son walking across the ceiling. I've been hearing a second tone in his voice that is very frightening and he's been getting very sick. I've taken him to the doctor many times, but they say nothing is wrong with him. If you care for your family, do not buy this godforsaken tool. There is irreversible damage to be done. In the name of all that's holy, stay away. Okay. Hmm. That it's hard to make a decision based off of only one. I know. Mm-hmm. I was with her until she said walking on the ceiling. Same. <laughs> Same. Jeffrey is wiling out. I'm going to yeah. say that this Jeffrey? is... Jeffrey? Why not Jeff? <laughs> right? I'm going to say that this is the not true one. Okay. Yeah, one. I feel kind of the same way. Was it Jeffrey with a J or Joffrey with a G? 
It is Jeffrey with a J. Okay. Okay. I also think this might be the fake one. It's got it. bold or the first one to decide, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I might change okay. my answer after, but yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So the next one is, it's just the title was too scary for kids or adults. <laughs> I used to play this game with my one friend all the time when we were younger, she grew out of it. We're much older now and I'll still play it from time to time. For me, it was just a silly pastime, but recently I'm convinced there's more to it and the board game is dangerous. I really don't recommend any adults or children play with it. I called my old friend to see how she's doing and she thinks I'm crazy for still playing. I tried to tell my other friends, but they're also brushing me off. I think I'm going to play one more game tonight as I've been sensing an old woman coming through on the board. This is not for anyone who is inexperienced. Oh my God. I think it's true. And I'm so I also scared think it's for true. her. When was that written? Actually, you can tell us after we do all our guesses. Okay, I won't. Yeah, I can't spoil it. Okay, so this is the last one and it's just titled No to This. (laughs) 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 Nothing says Merry Christmas quite like a portal for the demonic under the Christmas tree. Oh my God. (laughs) Such a strong opener. This sounds like you. That's an opener. (laughs) Seriously, people, this stuff is very real and can cause serious harm. The people who think this is just for fun entertainment don't realize that nice that the nice people they think they are talking to are demons. The demonic is very real. Don't take a chance with this stuff. I can't believe Toys R Us sells these things. Should have a warning label on it. Okay, well now I feel like I feel like you guys Two of them are true and one of them is fake of the three that I just read to you. Two of the I want to say that that one is true, the middle one's true, and the first one is fake. But the first one, it's like so ridiculous that it's like, yeah, it has to be fake. But then I'm like, oh, is that like a trick? And it's actually real. And the middle one is fake. I think the other part of this is like, which one is a real review that exists, but does not have to be a real experience somebody had? Because somebody could just be like, I just want to get people to not use this or I'm going to write a joke review. So okay. I, I do wonder if there's an element of that, right? Like we're, we're trying to gauge, like, I think like my want is to try to gauge if the experience they're describing is real, but I think it's actually like not so much about that as if the review <laughs> is like okay. one that you could. First see, one is you know? true. Middle one's fake. Last one is true. Boom. Locked in. Okay. And then Alyssa. I like so there's tone like I know how you write enough to know like some of the tone so I know I'm gonna be wrong but I think the last one is the fake one okay so you think it's the last one yeah okay uh well I'm flattered because the last one is true Lana got it absolutely correct nice Uh, nice first one is true second one is false the second one was actually the beginning plot to the 2014 movie Ouija Ouija So that's why it seems so good because <laughs> it's so from funny. the movie. <laughs> oh, so that's why y'all got tricked. So Lana, you, you did win. Um, do you guys want to hear the tiebreaker anyway? Yes. To- yeah. Let's play for fun. Okay. So one of these is fake. One of these is true. <laughs> First one, not well-made. My board came moldy and wet. When I contacted Hasbro, they claimed there was nothing that could be done. The board seemed cheaply made and was unusable from opening. Also, it was advertised like you're going to get a wooden board, but it was just poorly made plastic. Don't waste your time or money. Interesting. Okay, and then here's the other one. 
quotes, this is not a toy. Please don't buy this board. It's not a toy. It will only cause you heartache. It's demonic and pure evil. Nothing good will come out of buying this evil thing. So I made this way harder, or at least I think I did. But <laughs> what do y'all think? I'm going to let Lana go first. No. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'll happily answer. I just didn't want to like, I didn't want to influence your decision. Oh, I think I just, oh my gosh. I don't know. These are really hard. These ones. Yeah. I think, okay. I'm going to jump in. I said I wasn't going to, I feel like the first one is the fake one based off of what you said a moment ago, where you're just like, this is really like, this God. is hard. Okay. Because like, <laughs> also because the other thing is like the board is made of cardboard, not plastic. So that was my other thought. Like the board is made of like a stock cardboard, typically not a plastic board. I can see how somebody would say like, oh, it feels plasticky. I get it. But that was, that to me, I was just like, did it, it how did plastic mold? That was a question I had. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds pretty legit. <laughs> it you guys are right the first one is fake but that's that was actually the plastic cardboard thing was actually something i read i wrote the rest of it so of course the real part was the part that got me (laughs) i was like oh that sounds legit so i just threw it in there and then no Mm -hmm. i mean it was also the giveaway that the listeners can't see but the face the cute face you made on zoom I i'm was trying like, oh, okay. it's so hard not to give it away because i had so much fun writing these i could do this like all day <laughs> i think you should just write reviews for the ouija board just in general <laughs> if you have time uh first of all i'm definitely gonna make a tiktok of the other ones that i didn't include but it, like if you have time go read the reviews because they're all pretty hilarious oh, if you kidding. also like writing reviews of the ouija board please rate it <laughs> you are podcast oh yeah uh-huh. if you want to review anything please but um yeah congrats lana you yeah. won this round you won our first ever ouija game yay yeah. and i had so much fun oh my I'm gosh yeah. that so did i <laughs> <laughs> i love hearing people's reviews and hot takes on products oh my god it's one of my favorite things <laughs> you can also tell mm-hmm. when they're just having a really bad day yeah You're like oh this has nothing to do with your curling iron this was the last straw <laughs> for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny well lana this was great thanks again for sharing your stories i'm definitely going to be thinking about them because man <laughs> they're good yeah. yeah especially the like just psychic one i'm just going to be like the next when we get a chance to see each other in real life, I'm going to, I'm going to remember like the second thing I remember is going to be like, Oh yeah. And she's psychic. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Where can people find you on the internet? Anything you want to plug? I am on Instagram. My name is, my name is Lana Epstein. Nice. I don't, I had a really hard time with that. <laughs> <laughs> if you follow us on real chills too we'll definitely tag you when this episode mm-hmm. comes out so yeah. nice it's yeah so will people be able to follow you that's excellent yeah i'm over there and i host an open mic every tuesday at seven o'clock at a place called the rat in frenchtown new jersey so if you nice. follow me on instagram you can see all of those posts and it's a lot of fun Nice. Yeah. I love the name of that bar. Yeah. Or that location. Sounds that sounds awesome. Badass, it's called yeah. the Wrath Scaler. 
but we're like, mm-hmm. ah, it's the rat. And it's like a super divey bar and it's nice. great. And it always has a full room. They had a Rascaler at Penn State. I went to Penn State and they have one there too. Nice. Same vibe. Yeah. Definitely like, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Nice. I didn't know that was like, there were more than one of them. <laughs> God, neither did I. Yeah. <laughs> Meg, where can people find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Meg Gets Money, Gets spelt G-O-E-T-Z. And also check out Real Chills' TikTok because we're making fun stuff on there. Yeah. Awesome. I made a TikTok video like two days ago. People have to find it or we'll link it. But it was it was a dash cam of a motorcyclist like driving down the road. And it was just like motorcyclist sees a ghost. (gasps) And it was somebody walking across the road in like a full Halloween, like ghost (laughs) sheet thing. But like the motorcyclist was so surprised and like, it was just <laughs> such a silly video. I That's laughed so funny. So hard. It's mm-hmm. very good. So I recommend that. Uh, and people can find me on Instagram at Alyssa Truss, or you can follow my reptiles and houseplant Instagram at variegated reticulated. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Well, we'll see you soon, Lana. Thank you so much. Cool. Thank you guys. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chuskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation of the Wasted Robot Network. For more information on this and other podcasts, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Robot Records.